0: Merry Christmas, Marv and Pods Like Us listeners. Uh, I'm Ed Shen from When They Was Fab.
1: And I'm John Stone, and I'm with him.
0: (laughs) So uh, Marv has asked us to introduce a song by our very own John Stone.
1: This is a song called Peace on Earth, uh, which um, I wrote uh and uh put together with the help of our friend Darren Murphy and one of uh, group- our favorite
0: guests if you listen to our show for any length of time you've heard him guesting with us
1: right uh a great Beatle guy and all around uh, terrific musician and and guy um and uh we put it together you know pretty fast within about a week with as I said with a group of friends and uh, we ended up with this, which I think everyone has uh, enjoyed.
0: It's a really great track, uh, and uh, Marv Marv has said some great things about it too.
1: Yeah, thank you, Marv. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice. Uh,
0: it's it's so, always good right.
1: to, always good to have your ego stroked.
0: <laughs> well that's that's what that's what mary mccartney says you know he sa- she says that paul's never going to quit because well he needs the adulation every once in a while
1: <laughs> you know i i have that disease so uh, i understand <laughs> and i hope everybody enjoys it it's a it's a nice christmas song
0: all right great Um, If you want to find us, you can find uh, When They Was Fab on Facebook. You can uh, find us on Twitter. You can email us at whentheywasfab at gmail.com. And our show is found uh, on Podbean. Uh, You can hear both of us in the last season of uh, Pods Like Us separately. We weren't together. (laughs) Right. We're not quite joined at the hip. We're not quite a limited company right now not yet
1: um so yeah uh we're we're easy to find so look for us
0: so so happy christmas uh hopefully war is over we we certainly want it
1: (laughs) yes and uh good luck in 2022 peace be with you
2: Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibell, known to my friends as Marv, and uh, this time we're having a group chat with a few people, and some of whom are still saying that they can't get in, so we'll sort that out. And first of all, um, the queen of all Beatles media, and indeed most media, uh, Kit O'Toole from Talk More Talk. Hey, Kit. (laughs)
3: hi marv it's great to see you thanks for having me on
2: that's fine and nick bonsky from keeping up with the Cardassians, the greatest um podcast <laughs> about star trek deep space nine
4: hey i'm so happy to be here i missed the last one and i'm excited i get to drop in this time so thank you for having me
2: thank you very much so, um, uh, yeah, Rob, Rob gave me a telling off when he was on the last show, Rob, from Keeping Up with the Kardashians, because I said that, you know, Deep Space Nine being the second best Star Trek series. Mar-
3: Marv, did, did you hit um, stream? Because it's not streaming. I did. <laughs> there might
5: be yeah, a slight not, delay.
3: Yeah, because it's not showing anything. Is it on pods like us that you're streaming? It should be. Yeah. Go live
2: pods like us.
3: Yep, it's not doing it, and I didn't see streaming live on our screens or anything.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's sorry stop. to
3: interrupt. So I did, oh,
2: sorry. come up again with connect to Facebook. Oh, mm-hmm.
5: yeah.
3: Yeah, because I didn't see like stream because I usually you see like streaming live or something on here, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. I, did, I didn't see that
2: that's that's failed I, th- I think we'll leave it as just as a normal episode then okay it was so a nice ex- I'm sorry. nice experiment I'm sorry to to interrupt. It. that's okay <laughs> i'm
3: sorry okay, next next time right yep absolutely
2: that's right all
3: right so we'll start so, over
2: <laughs> that's okay so as a bit of a uh, chat thing to give me time to get a new um link over to the other people who need to join in um okay nick um how have been the interviews lately with with the actors you know with nanar visitor and with armin shimmerman and have armin you got anything Shiverman, coming
4: up yeah well we had the brian volk interview which was really great that was um, fun. uh he's he uh does the movies that made us and the toys that made us on netflix which was fantastic um and right now uh Joe is working on finalizing it. Maybe I shouldn't even say anything, but Ronald D. Moore is going to be coming on um, a little bit after the new year. So yeah, right. Executive producer of Outlander, Battlestar Galactica, Deep Space Nine. I mean, just a titan of television. Um, So I'm really excited about that one because I don't know if you know this, Marv, but Battlestar Galactica is my favorite
2: show of all time. So I'm pretty excited. I I wouldn't know that, you know, because you you never mentioned it.
4: (laughs) I've never once mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm really excited about that one.
2: They they do a thing kit on their show where they've got like, it's like a bingo game sort of thing where if certain things happen during episodes, you have to mark them off. So one of those bingo points is Nick mentioning Battlestar Galactica in the show.
4: Gotcha. (laughs) And then the other and then the other two hosts say, never heard of it, yes. never heard of it, every episode. <laughs> and it's just very painful to me, very painful. Oh, that's
3: great. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah.
2: It's It's been a while since you've done one of them, Nick, which is to sing along to the opening theme tune.
4: Oh, I know it has been a while. You know what? The guys give me crap. I like to break in the song all the time, and the guys give me crap, and I don't understand why. I think it's just yeah. because they're curmudgeons. I, I'm going to be honest; they're 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 very depressed, you know. And it's up to me to to restore them to to some sense of self worth. So, I just need to sing
2: for that. Absolutely. And uh,
6: yeah, yeah.
2: Kit, I think uh, I think Talk More Talk deserves a um, uh, Peter Jackson interview for the for the you know eventual Blu-ray of Get Back since. Those are the two Beatles-related podcasts have had Peter Jackson on as get, as a guest.
3: Absolutely, for, from your lips to God's ears, Marv. Um, <laughs> I'd love to love to have a Peter Jackson interview. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's been a uh, quite uh, quite a month or so for us. Uh, yeah, we uh, uh, when uh, Get Back came out, we uh, did a couple of shows the same weekend as it came out so we could you know give our first impressions as soon as we saw the episodes and and uh, have people uh, weigh in uh, live um you know because we broadcast live uh um, and uh you know we do it with all our shows but we wanted to do special shows that same weekend so everybody could weigh in and, and uh give us their thoughts on on the, the documentary and what a documentary it is. Um,
4: oh, my goodness. It's incredible.
5: It, yeah.
3: Isn't it? I mean, it's uh, it's just a fascinating look. I mean, it, it's beyond just, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, it retells the story of, you know, that this these were such terrible sessions and all. And, yes, I mean, it definitely does. But it's also really a fascinating look into their creative process and, and you know, what it took to mm-hmm. to create the album, to create the songs. I mean, seeing Paul McCartney sit down one day and just start, you know, fiddling around on his bass and all, and just come up with "Get Back" right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and just guitar through guitar lyrics. You know,
4: that was fan Yeah, exactly. And just the do 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 do, you know, until he finds the words for it. Which I would feel like you'd almost find the words first and then find the melody to it. But it, it is. was fascinating. It is just fascinating. I. I really, yeah, it it is. You know, and I love that. I love that we're doing this Kit. I'm loving that I'm getting to meet you because a, a story, a true story. This just happened yesterday. My son, um, he's 11 and he's been a huge Beatles fan for years. Like it's constantly playing in his room, but just the Beatles songs, not their solo careers. Right. So yesterday him and I were stuck in traffic and, uh, Mary xmas war is over was on and i said well this is john uh john lennon and not the beatles he's like oh what were their solo careers like so i pulled up like their greatest hits album in the car while we're sitting in traffic and we listened to a bunch of john uh, john lennon ones we listened to paul mccartney and george harrison the best <laughs> Beatle, um and then ringo star um and he kind of got to you know as he listened to him he goes Oh my gosh! Like I can hear their influences on the Beatles. Like I can hear where, who they were in the Beatles based off of this. And he thought how cool it was. And like good for an eleven-year-old, that yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> good work.
2: That's good for right there. Him. <laughs> good yeah. parenting.
4: I've been brainwashing good him for a while on on George Harrison, anyways. You know, all things must pass is one of my favorite albums of all time. No. So
3: no, um, no question. It's 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 wonderful. Yeah. And of course, yeah, the the box set. Uh, the yeah. you know for the anniversary came out this year which was yes. fantastic
4: yeah uh, just yeah. a
3: bust of must listen so uh so but, yep
4: and you know it was interesting after we got done with this right he said of all four rank them in order of your le- your most favorite to least favorite so his more most he said George <laughs> which good man number two was uh Paul number three was ringo interesting. And number four wow. was John.
3: very uh, interesting yeah
4: yeah well I mean John's music though is not really kind of geared towards an yeah, eleven year right? I mean yeah. it's not um whereas ringo, his hits are all poppy and very no, simple. No. Like I'm not trying to diminish Ringo. I mean I think I think mm-hmm. he is a very talented man. Um but his music was written for different people than John's music was Yeah, well like for, I, I, I definitely
3: think. wouldn't recommend like the plastic Ono band as a first listen, you know. <laughs> I oh, mean it's gosh. a wonderful album. <laughs> no, I no. love it but yeah. but yeah, yeah i mean it's it's a tough listen you yeah. know for i mean like even a first time if, if i were ever to you know somebody said hey i'm interested in learning more about john lennon i wouldn't recommend that album first
5: yeah. to listen no. to well, i mean no.
3: that's and, and and to be perfectly
4: honest if i didn't have a love of the beatles i don't think i would be able to get into john lennon as much on my own Right, like just understanding his the history uh, uh, of of his of his musical career makes me appreciate his solo career that much more. But let's say there was a solo career of John bef- and no Beatles, I don't know if I would listen to, to John, mm-hmm. Um George and Paul definitely. Yeah. Ringo, I you know I'd hear him on the radio and I'd bop along to it, but it, I would he wouldn't be a career I'd follow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, interesting. But, I mean, of course, our my history clouds me in all this, right? I mean, I have the benefit of hindsight with all these things, so who knows? Sure. Maybe I would have been a huge John fan.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. I, th- I think a good thing about the Get Back uh, documentary is, though, that it makes it more uh, appropriate to the time. So, as I said on other shows before. Unfortunately, because of the way that "Let Let It Be" was was uh, put together, um, they mm-hmm. um, the Beatles when they came back to it a year later to look at the film and what they'd got, they'd already unofficially split by then anyway. They, they'd already stopped working together as a unit. Right. So, I think because of the way that they were at that point clouded and coloured how the film ended up being put out and how it how it was made to look because they were in a negative space at that time so when they were sending notes back to michael Lindsay hogg they were saying oh take this out take that out because they were looking at it from the negative of none of those three were getting on with paul and there was there was that division there so you'd already got that situation there anyway
6: which i think made it look bad Mm
3: Yep, absolutely, and yeah. you know, and the thing was, and and I admit, I I was one of them. I thought, oh no, you know, what what if they they try to whitewash what happened? And you know, because there was this whole thing about, oh, you know, this this is going to be the film that shows how happy they were and everything. You know, that really didn't happen. This no, this was a, you, you, you know tell. no. This movie really showed that you know that they. Sure. There were tense moments. I mean, they, they showed that and they showed the complexities of what was going on, but it did show too that, yes, they did have, you know, happy moments as well. I mean, they still could work together as a band. They still enjoyed playing together. And certainly, of course, the rooftop concert, they showed when the chips chips were down. I mean, when they, they had to work together and, and all that, they, you know, they, you know, damn it, they were still the great, (laughs) <laughs> greatest band yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, but I I really thought it was a great balance I think it just presented a a, a more in-depth picture of that period, what they were going through, and a whitewash it just right. you know presented a more complex picture I think one of the fascinating
4: things that I took away from it was the impact the loss of their manager had on them yeah. as a band yes. and I, I always kind of knew it, but in this, like, I sense that they never dealt with the trauma of the loss of this man who meant so much to them and guided them yeah. as a band. And they were yeah. kids, really, right? I mean, they were in their 20s, their yeah. 20s right, when this yep. happened. Um, so can you blame them for struggling with this and not knowing how to deal with it, especially in the height of their fame? So they just ran away from dealing with the emotions. And part of that was that, that the band fell apart. Um, and I, I got it after that. And You know, a lot of, I think a lot of us all kind of blamed the relationships that they had with, you know, Yoko and, uh, and, um, Paul with, I'm blanking on her name for Linda Linda. with Linda. Right. Mm -hmm. The reality is these are men who were hurting and they didn't know how to handle their pain. And I think that really was, to me, that was a big part of the breakup as well.
3: Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
7: Hey, this is Brian with Concerts That Made Us podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us, a great show about other great shows.
2: Actually, Kate, here's an interesting one from tonight. Um, uh, a friend of mine who used to be in the band Haircut 100, I don't know if you remember them from the sure, 80s. Sure, I remember
3: them. Uh, so the yeah. bass
2: player, Les, He's actually watched it today. He's finished watching all three parts. So Mm. he sort of acknowledged something by saying that, you know, it's natural what happens in a band. You have these, it's basically what happens in a rehearsal situation with a band or a band that works together. You have these fallings out and it happens. But he said, interestingly, he said, if the management had still been around at the time, he Mm. said all that they really needed were breaks from each other. Essentially, he he said he said if they'd have had a six month break like most bands do now, if they'd have had just six months away, that would have changed things completely and left them to do their own thing for six months and then they would have come back, which is the way that it would be done nowadays with bands. But the sixties was a different beast altogether where bands and artists had to have that steady stream of every month you'd have a hit single and every every few every six months you'd have a new album. Right. So there was more of a There was more of a um, like a machine working there, like like a conveyor belt. Have you got to have this at this point and that and that whereas now it's more relaxed in the music industry. And they know that you can still have a long lasting career nowadays without Mm -hmm. having that conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: That's a valid point, because, I mean, you know, Beatles are putting out like two albums a year. I mean, that's unheard of now. I mean you know yeah the two, I mean, uh,
4: two albums every five years, right yeah
3: I mean exactly I mean look at you know Adele with a you know huge hit and this is her first album in six years Boston I mean eleven it's, years yeah right I oh, mean that's that's the thing wow. I mean that's you know yeah I mean today, I mean two, as I said two albums a year is unheard of. but yeah, I mean with with the Beatles, I mean yeah, they were coming off the white album. They were I, I mean it, I think that's a valid point and and we actually talked about that a bit on on talk more talk that uh, that if yeah, they had taken a break um, that that could have made uh, a difference, but they were kind of on this treadmill. Uh, mm. but it was it was a record company. I mean right. that was that was the way it was. Yeah, they
4: didn't have a choice.
3: Uh, exactly. And so, you know, so they were under this tremendous pressure. So that sure didn't help Matt. Uh, right. That's that's for sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I think, you know, the the documentary really uh, did, does a nice job. And, you know, and for various reasons, the original Let It Be film, you know, just didn't present these different aspects but you know you really get a better understanding now of all of these different you know factors that were coming together um and uh you know causing all these these different distractions and and so forth so it's kind of amazing they got that album out at all It is, (laughs) and and as good as it is
2: and it's amazing how many shows i've discussed get back and i'm still discussing the get back documentary
3: Uh Well, yeah, exa- well, really. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And there's so much there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like it's still there's still moments of it that still like blow me away. Or somebody will mention something about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's that part. My gosh, I forgot about that part. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, I have to go back and watch it again. I, it's it's just uh, there's so much there.
4: Well, I think too, one of the biggest things I took away is I understand their relationships became contentious and we all know that we know the history of that, but you could tell these were men who did love each other deeply and knew each other very yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and you can never take that away from them. I mean, this isn't like a case of, you know, Motley Crew where they're fighting each other backstage, throwing punches. You know, this <laughs> is different. You know, this is, this is just family that fell apart.
3: They basically grew up
4: together. Yeah, they They did, did, right? They were teenagers when they met.
3: Yep, exactly. I mean, they were family.
2: Yeah. I mean, even to the the extreme of, um, I was listening to uh, Natalia's show, She Loves You, which is about the wives and the partners of the Beatles. And she was saying in one of those episodes that um, even though they were not in relationships with any of the Beatles at the time, when the Let It Be album came, I mean, film came out, Cynthia Lennon and Jane Asher both went to the premiere of Let It Be, apparently, together.
4: Yeah. Wow.
3: That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which I didn't know that fact until I heard that on Natalia's show.
3: I didn't. Yeah, I no. didn't know that either, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty amazing.
2: It is. But then there's that nice bit about Jane Asher in the in the new Paul McCartney lyrics book, isn't there, where... Where he mentions about meat and they and they're still they're still friendly with each other, him and Jane Asher, and that's amazing.
3: Yeah, Yeah, really. That you know, it's nice. And Jane has never talked about, no, you know, their relationship, and and I don't think it's because of any bitterness particularly. I I just think you know it's private, and I I just and, and I respect that. I respect her for that. I mean, I think you know she doesn't want it to become some salacious thing. I mean, I think it's just. You know, they had a long-term relationship, and I'm sure it wasn't all. Well, we know it wasn't all you know, wonderful, yeah.
5: no. <laughs> yeah. for
3: sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think she just. You know, it's a private thing, and and good for her. I, I think mm-hmm. it's great. I mean, she, ap- she absolutely could have capitalized on uh, on it years ago and wrote a tell-all book, and you know? she never has. Mm-hmm.
2: But going back to Nick's point though about management, I think he's got a point there with that word because. Because they'd lost Brian, and essentially they hadn't actually replaced Brian with anyone. I mean, they they got right. they got Neil Aspinall there, but Neil even he said, "Oh, I'm just a temporary cover." He says because yeah. I'm I'm not a management material, and he even said that back in the day. So because they'd not got that, they were essentially self managing, and I think yeah. that's where the problem came. Is because they were self managing, and like Paul said, look, I don't want to be doing this. But somebody's got to do this because even john said you know that if there was nobody actually telling them to go and do this project do that project or do the well, other project yeah. john actually said i could quite easily just stay at home and watch television and not go out there and do any of this mm-hmm. so so yeah. even even john acknowledged that he, i think he acknowledged into in interviews during the 70s that if it had not been for paul after after brian pushing them and saying to him oh i think we should do this this, and this I think he said there wouldn't have actually been anything after. Well, they'd already started on the music for Magical Mystery Tour, so yeah. probably after Magical Mystery Tour, there wouldn't have been that anything. In the end.
3: Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know, we did a an episode uh, of uh, Talk More Talk where we talked about like uh, somebody asked us, uh, a viewer asked us, what we thought were some of the like the biggest mistakes uh, the Beatles made, and that led. To an interesting discussion, but one of them is, you know, I said, you know, having to do with Brian Epstein's death, and and I said it was when they thought they could manage themselves, yeah. and I said, you know, just because you are a creative genius, which they still you know, they, were, they were, creative mm-hmm. geniuses, that doesn't mean you're a business genius. Those
5: are <laughs> <two> different things. <laughs>
4: that brian had managing them is he was with them almost from the beginning in some sense right he was with them a long time so now you have the beatles who are this huge international hit the the greatest band of all time right everyone knows who the beatles are bigger than god right Um,
3: that's right
4: um and 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 coming from a church minister
5: yeah
4: Yeah, exactly (laughs) Uh, yeah you bring in this manager who doesn't really know the band or, or wasn't there since the beginning. I don't think it works. Yeah. I think it's it's very much like Ringo coming in the band when he did. You bring in a different drummer who maybe has an ego. I don't think it works. I think it was a perfect storm with Brian and with the band. And, and it doesn't work any other way. It doesn't matter if they bring in another manager because this isn't Brian. This isn't the guy who knows us um, intimately, knows us like family. Um, So I still think the Beatles break up after, after that, even so, but that's an unpopular opinion.
3: No, 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 I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, he definitely, Brian had a a unique relationship with them, no question about it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there was no way they could have replaced Brian exactly i mean oh, yeah, i, I no totally way. agree with that yeah I mean, no way but yeah. and uh, alan klein was definitely the wrong choice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yes. doubt about it
6: yes that absolutely
3: wrong wrong choice
2: but i think even alan williams their original original manager i think even he acknowledges that he wouldn't have been able to have taken them to to where brian took them because mm-hmm. they'd always had something special with brian that they never had with alan but mm-hmm. saying that, I would, like like yourself, Kate, I think it was you that that pointed it out on Talk More Talk. I was surprised, actually, to see Alan Williams, their first manager, just turn up at rehearsals for a chat.
3: Yeah, what? that was weird. Which
2: was like, think yeah. well, it was
3: no big deal. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Still yeah. buddies.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise. <laughs> I was like, what is he yeah. doing there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many great moments like that during that. Documentary that's just, yeah, just uh, wow, what an experience.
6: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. I think to me, what makes it most incredible is this isn't newly recorded footage. This has been sitting away for 50 years. And yeah. we've just, you know, like that's what blows my mind about it is is how much more information be, can be gathered just from going back and looking at the tapes. You know? Yep. I love that.
3: Yep. I agree. I agree, and 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 what beautiful condition! I mean, Peter Jackson did such a great job of restoring oh that film. I mean, looks like it could have been recorded today. It does, <laughs> it's absolutely. Amazing.
4: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: And the technology that they that they created to to get that audio as well that was incredible because yeah. we could not hear those uh, those secret recordings from the oh. flowerpot before now, but they created software that was able to actually get rid of the uh, the cups and saucers being moved out of the way which is all that we could hear before you couldn't hear yep. anything now it's as clear as anything amazing mm-hmm.
3: absolutely mm-hmm. amazing yeah that that was one of the like, most jaw dropping moments yeah. in the documentary for me when they were like you know they had the recording and they could hear this so like i mean just
4: just absolutely <laughs> You know, I imagine in a hundred years, they're going to have technology and they're going to go back and redo the film. And it's going to turn out the Beatles never broke up in the first place. We just didn't know. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. That's how advanced (laughs) technology is going to get.
2: Incredible. We were this close to Paul and Paul and Ringo being on um, John's song. um, uh, Give me some truth.
3: Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: That yep, was so this right.
2: close to being a Beatles song. And if
4: that would have happened, they would have oh, That's incredible. Yeah. I know. Who oh, knows? Man. Who knows? I
2: exactly. know. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, they, they were moments as well that kept coming up where they'd, they'd bring up songs from their solo careers and you'd, you'd be like, whoa. Because I knew that Paul had done... Um, backseat of my car because i used to have the <coughs> bootlegs uh so i knew about that and um, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ports. Yeah. I, need, I i had, i i have those i've got them on a on a hard drive actually but yep. um yeah those songs that they they all bring out like you know paul will do this then john did that um and um
3: Yeah, what became Uh, Jealous Guy. What became
2: Jealous Guy. I mean, really, Jealous Guy, it needed that time to become the song that it became.
6: Yeah. Really.
2: Mm
6: -hmm. Because I don't
2: I think the problem was that he didn't quite have the right words for that melody at the time. And it was basically him constantly searching to find what melody fitted
3: well mm. oh boy i mean paul was just oh like creatively he was just on fire at that you know, during that time but yeah he in like, oh i just wrote this song this morning and then he starts backseat of my car and i'm just like yeah. are you serious
2: <laughs> and then george, Very was, talented, do- man. george you know? was doing the same thing oh you know last night i was just to tell him i was watching this and i've come up with this waltz yeah. yeah and then he's got the whole of i Me mine and then <laughs> you know, old brown shoe. And then they're making shoe. fun of
4: him for it. Yeah. yeah. Making fun of him, they're
3: like, that's not a rock. We're not going to sing that. It's terrible. Like, God. Yeah. No. Musical genius. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, and then, of course, he brings in All Things Must Pass. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah he, I I have a feeling he had pretty much
4: that whole album ripped by then, right? Yeah. I mean, it was I've, all in the back They it. were re- rejected songs that he knew Paul would reject or he was maybe too insecure to reveal to the band. I don't
3: know. Yeah. yeah. The funniest yeah. thing is, I,
2: th- I think it was actually John that was more of the, the, the negative to, to George's material, or it seems I that would, way.
4: And that it did. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have Paul like singing his praises nonstop um, or not singing his praises, but validating him constantly. Yeah. Right. And saying, we can't be the Beatles without you. We need you. We need you. Yeah. We don't need, yeah. What was that? The one point where they're like, bring in, uh, bring in, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Clubton. Eric. Yeah. Bring in Eric. He's like, oh, oh yeah, Eric, we need a, we need a George. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. Um,
3: exactly. But yep.
4: probably at that point, George wasn't hearing it because he was so angry with Paul all the time. You know, it was, you know, yep. when you're upset with someone, you you don't hear the positive, you you look exactly. for the negative. Yeah.
5: George, exactly. as,
2: as, as people in the know about the Beatles or know, you know, there were, there were, George was going through a few issues at the time anyway that also made it difficult for him. He was going through personal issues as well because he'd yeah. had the affair with uh, Charlotte Martin, Eric Clapton's girlfriend.
6: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
3: they had a very mm-hmm. complicated friendship, George and, and Eric.
2: Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing it was the beginning of his mother's illness as well. Probably yes, around was. then. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. He had a lot of personal stuff
5: going on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: So if mm-hmm. you've got all that, you know, it'd be like any of us. You know, if we've got this happening, and that happening, and that happening, you don't want another trauma or another problem getting in the way of that because it just it it destroys you completely.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Nick looks like he's in front of the Home Alone house.
4: <laughs> you better believe it. That's exactly what it is. It's the Home Alone home.
2: So if you'd have been on the
4: Christmas background, Kit has one. I got to have one.
2: (laughs) So if you'd have been on the Christmas films list, would that have been your number one film?
4: No. Christmas story would be my number one. Uh, Yeah. Christmas story is my number one. Home alone's up there. Don't (laughs) get me wrong. It's up there, but Christmas story by far. Elf would probably be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't put a lot of thought into that. So don't quote me.
2: Very quickly, then, Kit. What would be your favorite Christmas film?
3: Oh, I mean, A, a Christmas Story is is definitely. Oh. I, I love it. Woo. I love it. That's that's my childhood right there. I, mean, I remember when yeah. that came out when I was a kid. Oh man! Uh, but Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, I've I've always loved. Um, you know, I I've uh, loved it when I first saw it. Also, as as a kid, um, and uh, and I have. Kind of give a shout out to It's a Wonderful Life because I saw it in the theater and it was a special, sh- uh, like, oh, I don't know, 10 years or, or so ago. I, I'd seen it on TV, but I saw a special showing in the theater and the little girl who was, um, you know, Zuzu in it, yeah. who uh, of course is now <laughs> a much older woman, was there in the theater signing ornaments and everything so i got to meet her and and she signed an ornament for me she was so sweet and she gave a little talk after the film and Mm. talked about how you know how great jimmy stewart was to her yeah and uh, yeah Yeah. yeah. and i mean you know clearly i mean she was so young and and everything she doesn't have like super vivid memories of Mm. making the whole film but she talked about you know Jimmy are carrying her around, and and, uh, and you know just what a what a sweet man he was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I have to give a shout out to that too,
5: mm-hmm. for personal mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
2: that that makes me think. I'm going back to Star Trek now with uh, with Nick, but that reminds me of Cyril Lo- Lofton, who you know, who um, he grew up and did. Boy, did he grow yes, in that series! You know, it's yeah. interesting with television series that last for numbers of years where they've got, you've got kids in these programs and during the seven or however many years it is, you see them grow into adulthood. It's, it's incredible yeah. to see.
4: It's incredible. And it's especially incredible when you go back and binge watch a show, right. From, you know, because when you watch a show right when it's out from season one, all the way to season seven or eight, yeah. you know, that takes seven or eight years. So you kind of go along with the ride with them, right. It's the equivalent of when you're raising your own child, you don't really realize they're aging. And then someone comes to visit after two or three years and they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe how much they've grown. Yeah. Um, so it's the same idea, you know, and it, it, it's, that's part of the reason why I love certain shows for that reason, when they have children, actors on them, watching them grow into the people they are, especially yeah. when there's a good outcome from the fact they were child actors. Right. You always hate it when it takes a rough turn. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. been quite a few of
3: those. Sadly.
5: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. yeah. But, yeah, i mean and that makes me think of i mean i used to watch uh i used to watch blossom when it was on and oh, then yeah. Uh, yeah. when i was younger i watched that and then and then you see nothing of my bilac until the big bang big theory, theory and you think yeah whoa yeah. that's blossom <laughs> and now y- y- and you and know now you're watching
4: it. jeopardy yeah yes. <laughs> she's <laughs> well, all well grown, grown up real. Wow. Yeah. I cool. thought the same thing about um, Winnie from the Wonder Years, right? Yes. Yeah. I, had, I had such a crush on Winnie when I was a young boy. And then I see her now and I'm like, still have a crush on you, Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like a PhD in math. Like, to me, that's incredible. Like, that makes me like even more. So.
2: <laughs> there we go. It's out there for the world now. They all know it. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> Oh,
1: my gosh. So, hey, this is Tim for Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to the smooth, dulcet tones of Mar on Pods Like Us. <laughs>
5: anyway,
2: we're, we're actually here. You know, we've gone... We're nearly 40 minutes into this now, and we've not even right. broached the subject of, well, we have right. sort of broached the subject of music-ish, because we've taught the Beatles.
4: we talked taught the Beatles, yeah. We yep. have.
2: And yep. I gave my top five last year, so everybody knows that my favorite Christmas song of all time is Happy Christmas, War Is Over.
6: Oh, good
4: call. Good by John Lennon. Lennon. That's, that is number one. Very good. One. That's Except my to irritate one.
2: some people, my number two is is Wonderful Christmas Time. By
4: Paul. I will... Hey, I love it. <laughs> I
2: can see I, Nick's I... Face.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It Uh-oh. came out I when think... I
2: was nine.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, that also helps liking a song too, right? Like the nostalgia of the song. Cause I think that's why happy Xmas" is my all time favorite song. I remember listening to it in car rides home from my grandmother's house, uh, yeah. on Christmas Eve and just loving that song. Um, but back to Paul and the travesty that is his Christmas song. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I actually don't give it that much, uh, the heart of a time anymore. There was a point in my life where I listened to that and I'm like, this is kitschy and terrible. Um, but he wanted it to be a little kitschy, right? He wanted it to be a like a, what's the word for it? A Christmas banger is what yeah. I'm just going to call it. It's something that just gets <laughs> stuck in your ear and you can't get out. And that does it. So I appreciate it. Um, Top five though, ooh, bad call, Marv. Bad call. Um, yeah,
2: I knew you. I knew you'd go there. So it used to be like like nails down the down a chalkboard back in the day. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, it really did. And and now now where I'm at in life, I, you know, I like it. Uh, I'll listen to it. Um, is it going to be my number one? No no, 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 absolutely not. But I'm not going to turn it off
2: anymore. I think Nick ought to go and listen to the Monkeys cover version of it.
4: Oh my gosh! I don't think I've ever heard that.
2: There is a oh Monkeys gosh, version it of it. it,
4: it they did it on the
2: Christmas album, didn't it? It came out the other year, I think.
4: Monkeys, wonder. I'm I'm looking it up right now just so I can have it on 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 the ready for when I get out of here today.
3: Wow. Okay, got gotcha. I don't know how I missed it. There it is. I got there it. it. it is. I got it. It's yeah. pulled up. It's queued up. Wow. Oh. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out myself.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: My goodness. Okay.
2: I've introduced people to a song they
3: didn't know. (laughs) I I didn't know about it either. I'll be (laughs) darned. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think wonderful Christmas time gets a bad rap. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's fun. It's a, it's (laughs) fun. As you said, it's kind of has a kitschy flavor, you know, flavor to it, which, you know, yeah. And you know, so what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not
4: meant. It, it's not meant no. to be a work of art or a statement, yeah. right? Like Happy Xmas was meant to be, I mm-hmm. think, for John, right? Yeah, um, Paul was just having fun, and mm. and sometimes you just need to shut exactly. up and have fun. And it's a That's fun right, song. Nick. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Shut, shut up and have yeah. fun. <laughs> shut up and have fun. Yes.
2: And he was making it up as he went along at home on his on his synthesizer, anyway. Yeah, it was exactly. just something he was doing as a laugh. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. There you, there you go.
2: It's the nineteen seventy nine version of the song mm-hmm. "Get Back" that he made up on the spot.
3: There you go. There you go.
2: There you go. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick's face just turned again.
4: <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, do- it doesn't take much. Yep. It doesn't take much.
2: Oh, oh, oh man. So what would be But you know what's um, a you know off.
4: it's a, No, go ahead. I was just gonna say another Christmas song that I think gets a lot of crap that I think is fantastic. Um, and there's issues it's do they know it's Christmas? Mm-hmm. I love that Christmas song. Now there's some issues of colonialism and all that good stuff in there. Um, but I just there's something about that song that gets me every single time and I'm I'm singing along by, by the end of the song. I'm into it. Yep.
2: The so. thing is, I don't think it's played as much over there as it is over here. No, uh,
3: it's played here. It's is it? played a lot. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's played a lot here. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: played a heck of a lot over here.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. still played here. Absolutely, yeah. every year. But, yeah.
2: Um, it's incredible that it's- they got all those top acts to actually be a part of that all on the same day as well to do it.
4: Well that was part of Band Aid, right? Like that was yeah. where that came out of.
3: Okay. Yep, that was Band Aid and uh yeah, I mean it it was it was pretty big here although, you know, there probably there were some people who took part that weren't as big here as as uh is in the UK for sure. I mean, that's uh, there were but there were plenty that we knew. That there yeah. were I mean there were yeah. big stars at the time.
2: Oh yeah, Absolutely. all the members of Duran Duran on there.
3: Oh, yeah, I mean, yep. and George mm-hmm. Michael, and, and I mean, yeah. There well, were, Bono was on that one. Oh, yeah, Bono yeah. was there. Well, Bono, I mean, Bono. Sorry, Bono, 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 yeah. Bono. Sonny Bono? <laughs> no, not, not, Sonny Bono. no yeah. not Sonny Bono. No, not Sonny Bono,
2: but he's, on, <laughs> but he's on a Christmas album, Sonny Bono.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because he's
2: a percussionist on the Phil Spector Christmas album. He's one oh, of the percussion right. players.
3: Oh, that's oh. right.
2: Yep. And so one of the backing awesome. singers is Cher, on there.
3: Oh, okay,
5: okay. all right, okay, all right. Very
2: so good. much oh. trivia I've got stuck up here. It's, <laughs>
5: yeah, it's, right. yeah.
2: yeah,
5: yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: but, um, I think Sonny Bono was a was a studio worker at that point, so he would have been at the studio yeah. working there anyway. And yeah, that I think makes it, sense. Yeah, and he, and he yeah. said, "Oh, my my, uh, my girlfriend is a good singer. If you need an extra back- backing singer, so sure. that's how mm-hmm. Cher. You know, yeah." So yeah. there you go.
3: Makes sense. So what would
2: you say are your top five then? Have you got a top five Christmas songs then, um, Kit?
3: Well, number one for me, hands down, is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Uh, and in fact, the whole album. I mean, the whole yeah. album for me is, is my go-to uh, Christmas album. I love Nat King Cole anyway. I oh, mean, yeah. he's just one of the greatest vocalists. Of, of all time and the Christmas song um, is to me you know it's kind of like how do you summarize Christmas in, in one song the, the the you know the feeling of it you know both from a child's perspective an adult's perspective that's it um, you know Mel Torme of course wrote it for yeah. Nat mine, and Mel Torme did a version of it and and of course he was a wonderful singer himself but Neck and Cole just nailed it. I mean, Mm. his voice is just so warm, and 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 I love the the piano and the the instrumental section. His piano is just, it's just to me a flawless, flawless song. I I just, Mm. uh, you know, I mean, you you can almost feel the fire, you know, the warmth from the fireplace as you as you (laughs) listen to that song. Um, mm-hmm. I, it just isn't Christmas to me without hearing that. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's my go-to. Um, I also love the soundtrack from uh, Charlie Brown Christmas Special, which oh. of course, yeah
5: yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, which of course I have to watch every year too I mean mm-hmm. that's that's just you know um, hard to pick just one song from that uh, Vince Guaraldi, who died way too young um, was uh, just the p- perfect choice to to uh, uh, you know play all the songs from that mm-hmm. and wrote some of them but uh, Christmas time is here um, mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful um, it, it really is. Linus and Lucy is very close. I love yep. Linus and Lucy too, but um, the Christmas time is here is just so, so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, just stunning. Um, yep. And yep. And to hear, and there's, you know, there's something kind of melancholy about it, but that's part of Christmas too. I mean, there is some. You
4: know, yeah. Yeah. Kit, that's my number two. That's yep. uh, Christmas time is here by the Vince yep. Guaraldi trio. Um, yep. And here's, here's the thing. Uh, this is another unpopular opinion. I hate the sound of children singing. I hate it. It's like nails mm-hmm. on a chalkboard. But there's something be, yeah. about the way those kids yep. sing that song. And because it's slightly out of tune, but it's like,
5: yeah.
4: you know, it reminds me of like little children singing at a Christmas concert. And yeah. I, it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Exactly. Inside. yeah it's it's just yeah Yeah. it's very
3: different this isn't like a voice choir or something like that i mean this is this sounds more natural you know as you you said slightly out of tune you know yeah not perfect piano in the
4: background a little bluesy sounding back there uh yeah i love that
3: one yeah vince garaldi as i said what a what a talent as i said Mm -hmm. go on you know Way too soon, and, and mm-hmm. just uh, wh- whoever paired, whoever got the idea, to have the Vince Guaraldi Trio do the soundtrack to that mm-hmm. was genius. I mean, he yep. just nailed that. That, as I said, that kind of melancholy tone of, mm-hmm. of, of Peanuts. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. just fantastic. It's,
2: it's, um, a, it's as only- perfect as having Queen doing the th- doing the music to Flash Gordon.
3: That's right. <laughs> Actually,
4: that is pretty perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: actually, yeah.
4: yeah, they fit really well for that.
3: That's right. Um, probably my next one would be uh, "Most Wonderful Time of the Year" by Andy Williams. Yeah. I wasn't like a huge fan of Andy Williams, otherwise, but boy, he could do Christmas. <laughs> he was yeah. the perfect singer for Christmas songs, yeah. and yeah. I just this has always been just a sentimental favorite of mine. Um, you know, just I—I I always think of you know shopping with my mom and and mm-hmm. everything, and always hearing this song. Um, so, you know, the shopping malls and, and everything is as, as we as we would do do our Christmas shopping or mm-hmm. shopping in downtown Chicago. You know, the song was just always playing, and it's it's just uh, you know, it, again, it just captures the 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 spirit of, of the holiday and, and uh, many of his Christmas songs were great. And you still hear them. You yep. still mm-hmm. hear them on the radio um, yes. all the time. Um, also, and I just heard this today as I was running, doing errands before we came on here. Uh, Merry Christmas, Dar- Darling by the Carpenters. Mm-hmm. Yes. i um, are hearing I'm not that this morning as well. Yep. Yep. Not a tremendous Carpenters fan, but okay. Karen Carpenter, in voice, what can you say? I mean, she's a just what a singer she was. She had such depth to her voice, and uh, you know, her voice to me was like the oral equivalent of like a you know wrapping yourself in a like, warm yeah. sweater. You know what I mean? Yeah, and another one gone too soon. Another as one well. gone yeah. too soon. Exactly, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and just her voice on this mm-hmm. is is just perfect. Um, yeah. you know um, I play it on Christmas Eve every year because it is set on Christmas Eve and it's just again you just feel the you know you can almost feel the fire you know you feel the, the warmth coming from the fireplace as you mm-hmm. uh, you know hear it and um, and uh, you know I, I just think it's it's a beautiful you know beautiful song and, and her voice on it just perfect <laughs> just perfect yeah. Uh, and finally, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Nick. Wonderful Christmas time. No, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. The mood is not right. <laughs> no. No. I have to. It's so. It's <laughs> just. Fun. No, you don't. <laughs> You don't have to do this. First of all, I gotta give a nod to the Beatles. I mean, come on. But but also it's fun. It's just a fun. I always put it on, you know, if I'm at a party or something. I mean, it's just it's a fun song. I mean, it's it's but 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 over Happy (laughs) Xmas Well, I kind of have to be in the mood for happy Xmas, but I do love it. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Don't yeah. get me
4: wrong. Top ten. I can I can understand that because there's a melancholiness to, to yeah. Happy Xmas as yeah. well. You it's know? top
3: ten. Yeah, no question about it. Okay. No question about it. top ten. But
4: you're putting Paul over John. But
3: I I have to you know I as I said I have to be in the mood for Happy Xmas. You know yeah. it's it's a little yeah. you know but top ten no question about it.
2: I was yeah. surprised okay. to I was surprised right. that you didn't put any Motown in the top five.
3: You know, I I I do like um, Stevie Wonder's. uh, It's like "Someday at Christmas" is beautiful. Um, It's again though have to be kind of in the mood to hear that because it's another kind of melancholy song. Yeah, you know
5: what
3: Christmas means to
2: me as well. That one, that's and that's yeah,
3: that Mm -hmm. one's more cheerful. Um, And uh, Jackson Five, the Jackson Five Christmas Christmas album. album
2: That's brilliant.
3: That whole yeah. album is good. It
2: is. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yep. That's a good so, group
2: with with mm-hmm. kids that sing.
3: Exactly. Another one yeah. with kids that well, sing.
4: Well, one of them was really good. The rest were pretty, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when
6: you have, Michael and Jermaine in, in there, there, didn't I you? I
4: saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but when you, when you listen to I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, you have Michael and he's killing yeah. it, right? And then you have the, the guys in the background, kissing Santa Claus. It's just, they sound so bad. Just go back and listen to it. They're terrible.
3: Okay. And, and, you know, they do that song. I mean, Michael Vichiglo does that song really well, but I couldn't put oh that song on the list. That yeah. song creeps me out. I just, I cannot deal with that song.
6: <laughs> just, She's never, kissing her husband. I know. It's
3: her husband. You I know, know this, right? I know. but I it's think just, it's her husband. I, I, I get it. I know that. But it's just when you hear kids, I I've yeah. just never liked that song. <laughs> I get
4: it. I get Any it.
2: children <laughs> listening, that's just just the dad pretending to be Santa because he's too yes. busy getting oh, yes. ready for Christmas. Oh. Okay. Yes.
6: Yes. Yes.
3: yes absolutely. Right. It is. It is totally Very, innocent. That's, yeah, right.
4: that's the point. It's dad dressed up as Santa Claus. Yep. It is a
3: one hundred percent innocent song. Yeah. But it's yeah. just yeah exactly don't, just don't care for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, Santa's
2: yeah. either too busy at the North Pole making sure that he's ready for Christmas or he's having dinner with uh, with Buddy from Elf.
4: There you go. <laughs> or, Or mommy and daddy just really like some weird things. But that's okay, too.
3: But it's funny. You know, there are some. <laughs> they love each yeah, other. That's right. There are some songs though, the Christmas songs that do set some people on edge. It was funny, I was at, I was getting my my hair done the other day at my stylist and, and the receptionist heard like they there was you know, music going on background and the 12 days of Christmas came on. Mm-hmm. And the receptionist visibly cringed and she's like, I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I kind of, I'm kind of with the receptionist on that. Yeah. one. Yeah,
3: I mean, it was just so funny. I mean, she just visibly, yeah, oh. just, it yeah. just
2: goes on and on, and there's no, yeah, there's well, no, yeah. there's no, no chorus to break yeah. it up or middle eight. It's just, oh. yeah,
5: mm-hmm. it's
2: more mm-hmm. fun to mm-hmm. sing
3: than to listen to. Like, because I remember as a kid, yeah, and singing it Christmas yeah, program. Yeah, if in you're it. participating yeah. in yeah. it. It's kind of fun, but yeah, just to listen to it, no, no, yeah,
4: no, thank you, hard yeah. pass.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's the um, listening version of oh, what's that sport that they do in the winter where they just throw things along the ice and 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 you got these people oh, with uh, brushes curling? And curling. It's like the sound version of curling because if you're just watching <laughs> curling, it's one of the most boring
5: things ever. Yeah.
4: But the game is so much Yeah, fun. if you're doing it.
5: If you yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: This is Dave of Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us with Mar.
2: So I think we're lined up now for Nick's top five.
4: That's. I mean, we already know my top two, right? Happy Xmas. War is over. Because that's just a classic and you can't argue with it. And and here's the thing, I'm a religious guy, but like I, I agree with John in this song. If there was no religion, imagine how much better this world would be. And and really it's the division that religion causes. Right. So um I love oh I love that song. And again, you have children singing and it doesn't make me want to jump off a cliff. Right. So automatically that gets you points. Um
6: so I, 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 actually,
2: that one. I actually like that section with the children singing, which I believe oh, I is, that's, that's Yoko's, Yoko wrote that bit. And I think that's, yeah, I, think, I think it's fabulous. It breaks that my bit.
4: heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's what does it for me in that song. Because when I hear covers of it and they're not using children, it's just, it, it loses something. Like I think Cheryl Crow has a cover of it yeah. and it's just not the same because there's not the, the kids in the background. Right. Uh, But just even like the innocence of this song, talking about how the world is kind of a fractured place and how much better it could be. And then you bring the kids in to sing War is Over. That that represent the hope. Oh, oh, sign me up. Um, I'm all about that one. Vince Giraldi uh, trio is number two. We already talked about that one. Um, My number three uh, has to be um, Winter Wonderland. But the eurythmics cover of Winter Wonderland, okay? Ooh, that is a good one. Annie Lennox. Oh oh my gosh, her voice is just incredible. Um, and and there's just something about it's a whimsical take on it because you know you have the little bit of the 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 synthesizers uh, moving in and out of that one. I just I love it. Oh,
2: she's a Christmas Um, baby, actually.
5: Oh, really? Is
2: she? she is. And there's a really good solo album by her called Christmas Cornucopia, which is just Christmas songs that she's recorded, especially.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to look that up, too. Marv, you're changing my world here. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, uh, Number four, I'm going to have to go with – this is uh, it's Christmas all over again by Tom Petty. I love oh, that yeah. song.
3: Oh yeah! God, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, it yeah. is
4: a great song. I'm am a huge Tom Petty guy. I love Tom Petty. Always have. Uh, yeah. But there's there's certain songs when you hear them for the first time, they immediately become Christmas classics to you, or they you identify them as Christmas right away. And there's something about that song that. It doesn't reek of commercialism to me, even though it was – I think it was made for a movie. I think it was made for Home Alone 2. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Um, but I love that song. Oh, and it's Tom Petty. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah. Um, and then number five, I'm going to go simple and easy. It's basically Holy Night. Um, I love Oh Holy Night. It's, it's just always – up there for me and it doesn't even matter who does it i just mm-hmm. love it it doesn't even matter doesn't, doesn't know specific artists
2: it's up there for it's me. it's a
3: beautiful song
2: so yeah yeah have you got, have you got uh, any favorite uh, versions uh, of that
3: oh gosh uh
4: i mean mariah carey's version is a classic I, you can't go wrong with mariah carey uh she really kills it on that one so i i would i would put that one up there for me
5: mm-hmm.
4: yeah um, and then finally, honorable mention. And this is going to be maybe very unpopular. Um, it's a new song. I think it just came out this year. That is quickly working its way up there for me. Is you make it feel like Christmas with Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. And I don't know why I like <laughs> it, but it's just it gets stuck in my head, and I can't get it out of my head. So oh, to she's tried out. a I've few times. I've heard of it, but I. She has actually a Christmas album. Actually, now that I think about it, it's not a new release. It's 2017. I just Googled wow. it. 2017. Um, and I listened to the Christmas album because of that song, and the rest of them suck. Um, <laughs> but do you make it feel like Christmas? I just I, – I, I dig yeah. it.
5: I'll check that uh, out.
4: There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Going on to albums, I mean, I've, I've said this before. Sometimes with Phil Spector, I find his production a bit – over the top at times but i do think that that Mm -hmm. christmas album that he made is a perfect album
3: yeah that is a fun album you wear the songs from it all the time right yes
2: but wherever you go you go into what you call shopping malls you will always hear at least one song from that album while you're walking around doing your shopping
5: that's true christmas
4: that's true that's true. I'm looking at it now. I guess I didn't realize how many were such a big deal on that one. Wow. Yep.
3: You're right.
2: And, and Darlene looks. has been. Still sounds this. like she did back okay. then.
3: Does she? Yeah, really? she does.
2: She yes, still she does. sounds good. She still sounds good. Yeah. yeah. How,
3: how old is she these days? God, she must be. All like right. Her 70s, maybe? Her 70s, I
5: would
3: Here we go. Here we go.
5: Like, He's like, looking in 41. up live.
3: Wow. 80.
2: She's wow. 80. 80 years wow. old. Oh. And she still performs it every year on television Good
3: for her. Yep.
2: Yeah, Does she? Okay. Wow. Yes.
3: Good for her.
2: If you That's awesome. I think actually she she's also in Christmas Chronicles doing one of those songs as well. On the film No Christmas Chronicle 2 on Netflix, that film.
4: Oh yeah she
2: sings it in the airport you're
4: right yes she yeah. is in the air yeah she's yeah. right yeah and,
2: wow. and that was a re-recording specially for that film
4: mm. yeah marv you're full of random math.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> i know, know. you've done your homework
2: i haven't done any homework it's just stuck in here that, that's why i can never do anything properly every other time because i've just got this rubbish stuck in my head that gets in the way <laughs> I'm I, like Homer Simpson. I get that. I get that well.
5: Yep.
2: Yeah. I've got no room right, for anything else. It's all five. up there. Oh, I've got to remember but I've last year because I said this last year as well. Um, I did put Happy Christmas Warriors over at number one, if I remember rightly, uh, and then I did put Wonderful Christmas Time. Like I said, that Two was in the, the top five. Yeah. yeah um yeah i know that one <laughs> i'm trying to think what else as well I um i think i picked and a lot of americans won't know this but a chris rea song called driving home for christmas um which i think is I've a lovely song no yeah uh, yeah yeah
3: i've heard of it and yeah and chris chris rea I, I know um
2: when we did the christmas that. music show yeah. last yeah. week we, yeah. had, we had ken michaels on and i mentioned that and then I ended up giving, uh, make, creating a creating a uh, uh, playlist for for Ken because he said he wanted to hear oh. more from Chris Rear because he'd only heard uh, I can't remember which song it was that he'd heard or yeah, two there songs. Was,
3: there was like one hit here. I liked on the beach in the eighties. I remember that oh, got yes. some airplay here. I love mm-hmm. that song.
2: He's a mm-hmm. great guitarist. Mm-hmm. He got some yeah, he really is. beautiful melodic lines in his guitar playing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't a bigger hit here, but no. um,
2: hard to be, hard to believe uh, that he was in a band with David Coverdale.
3: Yeah, that's so weird. That's weird. Don't pay the ferryman. Wasn't that the other big hit here that, that was, he had? That I was think that's what Chris, was called? Christy
2: Berg. I, that was.
3: Oh, da! That's right. Sorry. That's all right. No, there was another hit. He had like one other hit besides "On the Beach." Here,
2: I can hear but, your heartbeat. Was that the
3: one? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, I'll have to. No. I'll um, have to look I'll, that up. I'll, I'll I'll look it up. Give me a minute. Yep. I, I will give yep. you that information. Good, because this is this is bothering me now. As we go, <laughs> As I know he had like one, and yeah, it was it was weird. So sorry, Chris. That was I'm confusing my Chris's.
2: <laughs> Basically, Nick's doing the same thing that he does in Keeping Up with the Cardassians, where they where Joe and Rob talk That's while true. Nick looks at stuff. <laughs>
4: And they yell at me for it. And it's like, I'm doing the fact mm-hmm. checking back off. And they're still <laughs> yeah. moving
2: Nick, it. Nick's yeah. doing Kit's job.
4: <laughs> there you, there you go. go. There
3: you go. Oh, See? man. So while, while he's doing that, so what are your other favorite uh, Christmas songs, Mark?
2: Um, ooh, what, was, what were the others? I did pick a Motown one. Which one did I pick? Oh, I think I, pro- I think I probably did pick "What Christmas Means to Me" by, by Stevie oh, Wonder.
6: Stevie, that's, that's a great, that's a song. Good that's a great one. song. Yep,
2: that is a great song. But then his Christmas yep. album is a great
3: album as mm, well. It is, yes, it is, absolutely.
2: But um, like, you, like you said, for albums, I mean, you can't go wrong with the with the Jacksons album. But like Nick said, you know, it's Michael and the other ones doing backing vocals. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much but it is it's a it's a great album I, I mean up on the rooftop and you know there's just some great uh great songs on there i mean just yep. uh only is the jackson five could make make some the christmas song spunky you know i yeah. just i love it and um not you know all right i'll put a little cheap plug in here in my book michael jackson faq <laughs> i i write i devote a chapter to that album right. because it's amazing yeah because it's amazing how i mean that was a they just recorded that it was a quickie album for them to record. Yeah i mean you know it was just the label i mean obviously trying to capitalize on the holidays and they did and and, you know so it was just a quickie album for them to record but it's become a classic because it's just so well done i mean even though it was recorded you know like that so that they'd be in time for the holidays and to you know capitalize on their popularity but it's really good
2: well motown weren't called the hit machine for no reason
3: Yep, they were right. Mm-hmm. They were they, they and were. it wasn't.
2: It was a machine. It was a yep. Wow,
3: absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Barry Gordy uh, at one point worked worked at the Ford plant in Detroit, yep. and he actually did take notes on you know the assembly line, um, mm. you know kind of production, and he thought, hey, why can't we do this for records? And I mean, that sounds really cold, but I mean, he really did, and yeah. for a while, that kind of worked.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, because they'd actually write the material, then they'd record the backing music to it, and then they'd bring in the singers and work out which singer was best for that song. And then that would go out as that singer. I mean, occasionally you'd actually uh-huh. have the same backing track for two singers because there'd be two versions go out. And the only difference was the actual people that have sung.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. wow and everybody had their role I mean it was like you know there was a produ- the songwriters producers singers musicians like you know it was fairly yeah. rare that you know I mean that the you know the the artists wrote their own stuff yeah. I mean that came later wow. <laughs> and so yeah yeah it was it was kind of a factory yeah. for uh, for some time.
2: I mean, re- really. So I'm initially, sorry,
3: back to Christmas. That's all right. I was going
2: to carry on with that tangent, and I was going to say that really, around that sort of period, the only people that you would find actually writing the majority of the material would be people like Smokey Robinson right. and and Stevie yep. Wonder. You know, whereas yep. later on, you'd have you'd have Marvin Gaye writing more songs for himself. But you know, I still find it fascinating that Marvin Gaye is a musician on a lot of those other. Uh, you know motown classics that yeah. aren't actually his songs but he's a musician on there either playing piano or drums
3: mm-hmm. yep exactly yeah mm-hmm. yep it's it's uh, really interesting mm-hmm. it really is you know it's
4: also very interesting as chris ray had two hits in the united states <laughs> number 9 on in peak position chart was on the beach yep. and he hit number 1 three weeks with fool if you think it's over yes that's That's the one that's it Mm -hmm. fool if
3: you think it's over thank you
2: great song
3: thank you fantastic song that's a great i served my purpose thank you nick now i can sleep tonight
2: nick's a
4: professional (laughs) yeah i try
3: that's it Oh, man, that was that was going to bother me as I knew there was one one hit he had, like, you know, it, yeah. besides on the beach. OK, yeah, thank you. Fool yep. if you yep. think it's over.
2: And I can't remember what the other song was that I picked from my top five last year. Oh,
4: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's OK. Uh, I was, I was be expecting Saban more Saban guests, and, like, if I'm being honest.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, that's all right. We we filled up your time here. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. we, we job.
3: shattered away here. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah. He's fine. He's great. So, yeah,
3: yeah.
6: What's up, everybody? This is Chris from the podcast Real Film Reviewed, and you're listening to Marv on Pods Like Us.
2: Are there yeah. any other Christmas albums that you would say are staples then that you would have to listen to at Christmas?
4: Oh, gosh, this is an easy one. A Very Special Christmas, 1987. Um, it has the Pointer Sisters on there. It has Whitney Houston. It has uh, Stings on there. He has a song on there. U2 has a song. Perfect. Got to go with that one.
3: Completely agree. That's, uh, that is yeah. a classic, classic one. Um, and in addition to the ones I've already mentioned, the Jackson 5, Nat King Cole. Um, I actually, this is a favorite from my childhood. Um, you know, I love the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. Uh, the John Denver and the Muppets yeah. Christmas yes. together. Yeah. Classic.
6: Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: I love that album. I wish they'd show the special again, because I haven't seen it in, in years and years. I'd love to see it again. Uh, mm-hmm. But the album was was really good. And yes, there is the 12 Days of Christmas on it, but this is the Muppets version. I mean, come on.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, you can not go wrong with different. the Muppets.
3: And that's okay. That's yeah. okay because it's fun and goofy. It's not meant exactly. to be taken seriously. Exactly. You can listen to this version, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but uh but the chemistry was was just so great. And and I was also when I was in grade school, we were at a Christmas program and we sang a lot of those songs, so it's sentimental for me too. Right. But
2: I yes. I now want to hear the count from Sesame Street doing the 12 days of Christmas.
6: Boom, now the,
2: boom, <laughs>
6: <laughs> Five golden rings. Yeah, that'd
3: be great. Now that would I'd be awesome. It. That would be awesome. Yeah. I love
6: it. Oh,
2: and uh, <laughs> and uh, John
3: Denver oh, did.
2: John Denver did another Christmas album on his own, by the way. That is fabulous.
3: Oh really? Oh, yeah. oh I haven't heard that one. I've
2: got. I've got that as well. So oh, I've I got bet that's good.
3: Those. Yeah, I bet that's really. You can't good. go
2: wrong with John Denver
3: absolutely and the other one I love is uh, Peggy Lee she did a a great Christmas album and what I love about Peggy Lee is you know because she just had such a kind of a sultry voice only Peggy Lee could make Christmas sound sexy (laughs) she really does like she can sing the most innocent you know Santa Claus is coming to town and everything and just Mm -hmm. the way she sang which is she had just a wonderful voice but she just had this this very kind of sultry voice anyway that mm. that only she could could make you know some of the songs sound a little sultry mm-hmm. uh but uh, but it's really a fun album and uh you know just her with these wonderful jazz arrangements um mm-hmm. and uh, so that's another one that i i really like and recommend
5: there you go so, yeah.
2: yeah that's good so somebody else was just trying to join the meeting and then I-, I pressed admit and they've not well, turned on. I thought wow, oh, that's a bit late on. Huh? Yeah, might oh, have suddenly <laughs> got five. Yeah. And that was the guy who does the the rock, rock guys podcast.
4: Oh. So uh, that would have been
2: that would have been all five heavy yeah. metal songs I'm guessing.
4: <laughs> oh probably Yes. I, I was going to say I have a lot more albums, but the problem is I'm out of time. Like, I got to sneak <laughs> out of here. I was, I was only, I only allocated 45 minutes of for this and I had to be somewhere else. But, like, I got so into it that I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I, have, I have to stay. I'm committed. Okay. So, right. Okay, yeah.
2: Nick. Since you've yeah. got to go, let people know how they can uh, get hold of you and listen to Keeping Up With The Kardashians and, in fact, watch it as well.
4: Yeah. Well, so that's the great thing about our, our, uh, podcast, keeping up with the Cardassians is you can find us on all your favorite, uh, podcasting network places. We're, we're there, you know, go to Spotify, go to uh, Anchor, go to YouTube, go to, uh, uh, what Apple we're, we're in all of them. Um, you can tell, I normally don't do this part of the show. Normally it's the other guys. Um, or you can follow us at, at Cardassians pod on Twitter. So you can find us there. So, um, and the rock guys are coming, and I'm leaving. This is I unfortunate.
2: I know yeah. this is unfortunate yeah. that um, the rock yeah. guys. Yep, yeah, you are joining yeah. now. They came. Can you
7: hear me? Oh, here they come. I can hear you. Yeah. Yep. yep.
2: Okay. All right. So, just all
4: right.
2: Okay. Well, everyone else has gone through their top five, and we're doing the close off. <laughs> but now we won't do that, and cool. we'll let you pick your top five then.
4: And I'm gonna sneak out. So,
5: bye all. Right. all.
4: Have all right. fun. Great bye. meeting right. you, Nick. Yeah. Right. Take care, Kit.
5: Take care, Nick.
2: Bye. Bye. Yeah, okay. We have
3: to sign off in a little bit, too.
2: Okay. <laughs> Go on, then, Bob. Give us your top five Christmas songs while you're here, Bob.
7: All right. I, I honestly, Martin, I really wasn't prepared. I drove out of town today, but I didn't want to say I was going to be here and not show up. So I did show up. Why is my camera not Um so like basically any any of the rock songs that have turned Christmas, especially uh Twisted Sisters Christmas. Yeah. I, I think of all the rock songs, that that's my most favorite one.
2: Absolutely. And any others that you that you like, you know. You know, you you know, go, go as metal as you like if you want to.
6: <laughs>
7: yeah, well, of course, Guar did a few uh special ones, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite. I mean, I still love the the extreme classics. Uh, All I want for Christmas is You, but more like the original. The newer singers redoing it is just not my cup of tea.
2: Okay. Any other classics that really jump out at you that you really, you know, you, you have to listen to?
7: Gosh, nothing that's jumping out at me right now. I, I'm sorry, Marv. I really wasn't prepared.
2: That's okay. That's fine.
7: Hey, it's Gil from The Mind. Mind
1: Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.
7: Today's Mind Culture and Social Podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like, like Us.
5: Us.
2: So are, are, is everybody prepared for Christmas then? Kate, you got everything ready?
3: Uh pretty much. <laughs> a, I was a little late getting going with my shopping, but uh with all the get back hoopla and all and doing all those broadcasts and everything, I was I was late uh getting uh getting started, but I'm I'm catching up and thank God for online shopping. Let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> So, uh, but, uh, but, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting things done. So we're getting, there we go. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: But well, at at least you weren't as committed as Tom and staying up all night waiting for the get back episodes to come out as they came out and then, and then going online and discussing them three hours from when it's gone on because he's finished watching it and straight away getting online and doing a show.
3: Yep. I just couldn't do that. (laughs) i mean god bless him god bless him he is committed but i i just couldn't do it (laughs) i'm like i'll i can wait
2: (laughs) okay Um, are you doing for christmas then bobby
7: oh actually i've been shopping since summer so you know you, you get ahead you get all the people bought for but as the year goes there's more stuff that that appears that'd be perfect. Oh, that, they'd love this. They'd like lo- all of a sudden yes. I've got 12 <laughs> gifts for each person. It's like, you can't do that because now, you know,
2: but. That's, that's always the way though, isn't it? You know, you, like you said, you know, you'll buy for people, you buy everything. And then as you're going, going somewhere, you'll suddenly see something and go, Oh, that person will like that. So they end up with something else and then something else. Yeah, and and
7: then it's then always, always that way. Got, like, too many gifts for them. And what, what do you do with them? So you gift them elsewhere
2: Alternatively. Well, love them. <laughs> If you buy them music and they don't like it, then you could always make sure that it's something that you like, and then you'll get it back.
3: <laughs> there <laughs> you <That's> go right.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but, but Marv, I don't know if that works with you because you've got such a wide spectrum of music that you love, so: Oh
2: no, yeah, you'll you know, never get a CD back off me. <laughs> 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 yeah.
7: No, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much the same way. I mean, if, you, if you're gifted me music, it's because it's something worth listening to.
2: Absolutely. So how's the Rock Guys podcast going then, Bobby? How are you doing with it?
7: Well, well we are on a little hiatus uh, just because it's Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, but I am trying to come up with new ideas and rebranding. And I just heard my episode today and that I got to learn how to proof, re- proof listen more often because I think I screwed up the intro on it. I don't know if you, you heard the last one. I started off with like the intro was backwards and oh I gotta go back and fix it.
2: Okay. But bobby does a does a really great podcast where rock guys, what they do is they pick a different rock act each episode, and then he gives you the basic details of the history of the band. Wow. Uh and what they've done, the discography, so who who are members, where those members have come from, and then where those members go to from other bands, because, you know, for instance, Guns N' Roses, they're all over the place, so you've got them coming from different bands and into other bands. So you get like a family tree almost in there, and then he explains the discography of the bands and standout songs, and then does a bit of trivia at the end as well.
3: Wow, that is that is great, And and I'll tell you, I'm glad that, you're doing that kind of uh, podcast because really (laughs)
7: lately i've been losing a lot of momentum here i've been like just down on it and
3: and contemplating cutting the cord oh no don't don't do it don't do Um, it because i'll tell you the rock community you know, needs you because there's. I mean, rock has become in, in some ways such an a, a, certainly on the charts now and all such an endangered species, which I I don't understand it. Uh, you know, but uh, but uh, but no, no, no.
7: Island boy, <laughs> that is the top song these days. What? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I it's just never. I have never seen it. Never watched the video. I saw the two two guys standing there and them just start to sing, and I'm like, nope. (laughs) Just no. And everyone's trying to reference them to me. It's like Island Boy. I don't know. I never heard it. Oh, you never. Let me play it for you. No. (laughs) uh, Bad Council also had this, uh, that thing that um, Tim always gags to the. the, the hot pocket denver hot pocket or something like that he always gags and i said oh okay I, i've never seen it and i said i don't know what it is they said oh you should look it up I said, no. no no if it's making tim gag
2: no yeah yeah but bad counsel is a not safe for work chat show
7: oh okay, okay. okay.
2: <laughs> yes. sorry but but the rock guys podcast <gasps> yeah. i mean
7: that's why he
2: hosts yeah. gotcha <laughs> <laughs> but the rock guys podcast i mean it's also good because it's under 15 minutes so it's a it's a quick in and out explanation so that then you've got the basics for what you need to know about the group and then you can yeah. go away with that knowledge and check them out if you want to that, that's that's what i like about that
3: well and that's great yeah that's a great format and as i said you know we, you look we so
7: professional with that background and everything. You look like I'm, oh, I'm, I'm on a meeting, like a work meeting
3: or
2: something. It, it took oh, ages to, de- to decorate that tree.
3: That's right. <laughs> I've worked on this oh, for a month. That's I mean, a it, big tree. It looks much
2: better than my didgeridoo in the background.
3: <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. didn't notice that. There you go. And you got some green there.
2: Is that green? That, that's, that's, that's a caterpillar, that is. Is that those
7: light-up glowworms? <laughs> is that a It's sense? not. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a lifetime. Yep.
2: No, no. They that's were classic. Can- they were. They were. Oh. And uh, I've got the guitars behind me. I don't know if you can see. There's a ukulele there, and the guitars oh, are, are can be can behind me.
7: Between your chair slats. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Get a mouth for that. So, so all, all
2: the fenders are behind me in the Ibanez. That's down there. So, you are go. you mounting those? Uh no, I'm just leaving them in there because if I mount them, I might not want to get them out. <laughs> I like playing the instruments when I get the chance.
6: Very good.
2: Anyway, Bobby, uh I don't
7: l- you'd have the chance to play your instrument. I, I don't understand. Do you have a twin? Like, is there someone that replaces you when you're you're
2: burnt out? Like, do, do you know
7: what?
2: Is there, there is a famous joke with that one, uh, and Kit, Kit knows this one. So I've mentioned before that there is a an author and podcaster named Ken Womack.
3: I knew this was coming.
2: <laughs> Ken Womack, he he does this. He does a couple of podcasts, and then he writes two or three books per year and it's like where does you get the time and i said to him i said i want to know where you where he went i said to him once i said i want to know where you went to to get cloned so that they can so <laughs> i can do a clone to go out to work while i do podcast
3: yep. no kidding
2: absolutely yeah that guy never stops
3: i know i don't know how he does it
2: no i don't <laughs>
7: books in it's, it's unheard of like how
2: does he do that, though? I don't know. I really well, don't.
3: He, yeah, I mean, it's you know, he. I think. Well, he also though. I think he does have some grad assistants and all that to help him with some things, like with his podcast. And because uh, I've listened to the latest um, edition of of uh, uh, Everything Fab Four uh, because he had uh, his latest guest was Weird Al Yankovic, so yes. I had to listen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Talking to him about, uh, uh, among other things, I mean, he talks about, you know, the, uh, you know, did the Beatles, you know, uh, the effect the Beatles had on your life, the the impact, but also about his career and everything. Um, And, uh, and also, he mentioned, uh, Ken, in the credits that uh, Monmouth University, where he teaches, um, that they opened. excuse me, help with the editing and that kind of stuff. So, so, he, you know, there are some, some things that, uh, he has a little help with, but still.
2: Oh, yes. I forgot yeah. because he's oh. a professor as well. And he teaches.
3: I forgot yep, about He that. teaches too. <laughs> yep.
2: Dear me. Oh, Mikey. I have trouble yep. waking up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no kidding. Dear me. I made my bed. Yeah, that's that's enough for one day.
2: (laughs) Anyway, Kit, do you want to tell everybody how they can get hold of you and explain Talk More Talk and where they can find it?
3: Sure. Uh, well, I co-host um, a video cast and podcast called Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast, uh, which is about the solo years of the Beatles. But of course, we do talk about the Beatles uh, more than occasionally. And uh, you can find us um, on. Well, we broadcast every other Monday on. Uh, YouTube we, we broadcast live 9 p.m. Eastern uh, and uh, we do it so that everybody can join in on the conversation uh, and uh, ask questions and so forth and it's a lot of fun uh, so you can find us on our YouTube channel you can also find us on virtually any podcasting platform uh, you can imagine uh, you can find us on Facebook as well and on talkmoretalk.com as for me uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, on twitter at KiddoTool, at kidotool, all one word um, and on KiddoTool.com. so i'm i'm everywhere
2: <laughs> that's great and you've written or helped to write a couple of really good books as
5: well
3: oh well thank you yes i've i've written two books um called Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours to the Beatles' lesser-known tracks, and Michael Jackson FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop. And speaking of Ken Womack, we co-edited a book uh, just this year called Fandom and the Beatles, The Act You've Known for All These Years. So uh, all are available on Amazon. So I hope you'll check them out.
2: I I have the first book that you mentioned actually in storage at the moment, waiting to come here with all my other Beatles books, because much like everybody else is that many Beatles books that it takes so much room.
3: (laughs) I hear you. Believe me.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) The
3: Get Back book
2: there itself is enormous. That's the No
3: kidding. Yep. I I absolutely understand.
2: (laughs) And I can't lift up the Paul McCartney book from this year lyrics. It's just too heavy to lift up right now.
3: Oh no, kidding! I mean, you could you could develop muscles from that. You know, that's another. Yeah, that's a bonus if you get that book. Not only is it fun, great to read, and everything. Uh, yeah, develop your biceps.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about putting one on either side of us, getting another copy, and then having them either side of a stick and using them as weights.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Absolutely. <I'm> <laughs> anyway, Bobby, how about the Rock Guys podcast? Let people know how they can get in touch with you and how they can find the show.
7: Okay, but before I get into that, Go on I want to know if you're ready for Christmas. Oh, good question. What your plans are and what you've got going on. Because I don't know if you've prepared for Christmas. I'm hoping that Louise did it all for you. Because I don't know where you'd find that time to
2: We have already started to get things together for the baking and the essentials for Christmas. And um so we'll we'll be making the cookies and the Christmas cakes and everything ready for that. Hopefully, because I'm like I'm, I'm working all over Christmas. So there you go. I think I think I said to somebody once that when I, when my nephews were younger, they actually uh, I remember them saying, and it makes me smile. I mean, they won't say it now because they're too too old now to to believe this. But they they actually believed that because because I was at work all the time over Christmas and New Year. They they actually said that they actually believed that I worked for for Santa because that would be the only people the only people that should work Christmas Eve at night are people (laughs) that work for Santa.
3: Oh, that's cute. (laughs) That's very cute.
2: But now they know differently.
5: (laughs) Have you asked (laughs) them?
2: I asked Sandra if I can work for him. No, I haven't. No, actually, I could ask him. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm only no. five foot seven. So, I mean, I might be a little bit too tall to be an elf. I,
7: <laughs> I, I met your nephews,
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know now that that's not what I do. No. Oh. Unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Oh, darn.
2: Not now that they're in the <laughs> mid-twenties. They know differently. <laughs> me anyway that was that was fun and <laughs> great that you joined in Bobby do you have any more suggestions for Chris for you know essential rock Christmas I mean I, I would say for rock songs you might go for the um uh there's a famous Steve Vai one isn't there that's Christmas song which I think is fabulous I can't remember the title of it now I'm
7: gonna to have to check them on honestly I like, right now, the only songs I can think of that I've, I've just heard on the radio recently were the Twisted Sister rock songs, and they're, they're comical in their way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Extreme did a really good Christmas song. I think they did Christmas Time Is Here Again, I think. I think. Real Extreme did, I think, mm. on a charity album the other year. Ah,
5: yeah. huh. I remember that. If
2: I can remember which one it is, Kit, because it's on my iTunes I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send you a link to it, and
3: wow! Check I'll send, a link, out. Check send out. a link
2: to Bobby as well because it's obviously a rock song. So
3: mm-hmm. excellent! So, oh, you haven't shared your your info on your podcast.
2: That's what I'm just about That's to do now. I'd like to
3: check, yeah, because mm-hmm. I'd like to check it out myself. Okay, well, it's it's exactly that—the Rock Guys
7: Podcast. It's on Facebook as the Rock Guys Podcast on Instagram at the Rock Guys Podcast. Um, I've got a pod page called, uh, well, it's www.podpage.com slash rock dash guys. Yeah, it's, it's a long way. <laughs> the best way is to go on Instagram, go to my link tree. Everything's there. Easy to find. Brilliant. I, I mostly concentrate on Instagram. I don't uh, work too much on Facebook or, or at all on Twitter. Just because I don't have time.
3: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, keep it going. As I Absolutely. said, Rock needs you. <laughs> and I'm gonna check it out.
7: Oh, I appreciate
3: that. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely Just gonna just... check out the
2: books too. Just I'm have
3: so a note. Oh no, I was asking. What did you say Bobby? I'm definitely gonna check out
7: those books too that you mentioned.
3: Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks very much. Hope, hope you like them. Well, I think the songs good. the songs
2: they were singing I think that's essential reading for any yeah. Beatles fan.
3: Yeah, probably songs you, we were singing. Yeah, would be up your alley. Yeah.
2: Right. But you can't go wrong with Michael Jackson FAQ either. You know that's true too. Because Michael Jackson is.
7: That, Whenever you said Michael Jackson FAQ, I'm like, whoa, I need to hear this. Like,
3: yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about uh it's about his music and, and his art. It's not a biography. I always tell people it's it's strictly about that. It's not any of the trash or any of that stuff. I yeah. yeah.
7: Because I mean the, the, the first thing I say I, I loved Michael Jackson when, when mm-hmm. I was growing up, Michael Jackson was the guy.
3: Yeah. And
7: if I mention him now, he says, oh, you mean the child molester? As if what? Yeah. Just, talk, just listen to the music. Exactly. Like, well, he's yep. gone. He's not going to hurt anybody. You know, just listen to the music.
3: Exactly. And that's what my book is about is music, is dance, yeah. all that. So, uh, so, yep. So you'll like oh, this. Awesome.
2: <laughs> yep. And I don't know if I'm in the minority, but I don't think there's a bad Michael Jackson album.
3: Yep. it's, it's really, they're, they're all great in their own way. And uh, oh what I said, sorry, cannot think of, yep. no, absolutely. Nope. They're all, they're all great in their own way.
2: Yep. Cause I mean, you know, if, even later things like the hitch, like, you know, uh, you rock my world. I think that's a fantastic song. I think that was a great song. Yep. Yep. So he was still doing great yeah, they, music all the way till the end.
3: Yep, absolutely, and and some of it that didn't, you know, in the '90s and all that got bad reviews at the time. I think has aged really, really well yeah. over over yeah. time. Yeah. Really has.
2: We need his estate to actually bring out more of the stuff that they've still got in the archives.
3: Yes, absolutely. You- yep, I completely agree.
2: Because. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that's come out by Michael since his death has been staggeringly good material, really good. It has
3: been. Mm. Yep, yeah. Both, both albums. Just wonder what else is, yeah, and you just wonder what else is in the vaults, you
2: know. So doing, we'll see. They need to take a leaf out of Prince's estate's uh, book, I think, with that, because the Prince estate is doing fantastic work with his material.
3: Agree. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I agree. I'd love to see them. Yeah. Take a take a hint from them and and yeah, release really some of that. But we'll we'll see. We will we'll see.
2: Anyway, pods like us. We're on all podcasting uh, services, streaming services. Um, you can get hold of us at Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter. Just by searching pods like us. I think all of them are. Well, I know Twitter is Twitter dash pods like us, and the same for Instagram. I think Facebook. I think I think that might be slash pods like us as well. I'm not completely sure. And then I've got a website called themarvzone.org, which is uh, about the podcast. Uh, there are on show notes for a lot of the shows on there, and then I've there's some some links to some of the music that I've recorded and put out as well. And then I do the occasional review when I've got the time to do reviews, but I don't get that much time to do them. And Most of them are about progressive rock, if we're being honest with that stuff. Um, But um, anyway, thank you for speaking with me today, guys.
7: My pleasure. Sorry I came in so late.
2: That's all right. You added extra texture into there to use a George Harrison album title.
3: I saw what you (laughs) did there.
2: (laughs) Anyway, thank you everyone for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us.